I want to share with you a video that I, um, I was using over this past two weeks as I was a chaplain, uh, going and doing some resiliency briefings. Now, the video, I will tell you, is from 1944, um, but it is still so true today. Uh, the researchers, Heider and Simmel, they were, uh, they're psychologists, and they were doing uh, this research, and they showed this video that you're about to watch to the people who are participating in their, uh, in their project. And he asked, they, the, these two psychologists asked the people in this study to share with them, to describe for them what they see taking place in this video. So what I'm going to do is ask you the same question. It's a minute and 30 seconds long. I want you to watch it. And I'm going to ask several of you to be brave and to give me feedback on what you believe is taking place in this video, what your description of it is, okay? So with that, go ahead, Jordan. All right, what'd you see? Were there good guys and bad guys in this video? Yes. Yeah, okay. How did it make you feel? What sort of emotions did you guys have? Which, by the way, I asked that from some uh, Air Force cops. That's a dangerous question to ask a bunch of Air Force cops. How did that make you feel? <laughs> How did it make you feel? You didn't like the big triangle, big bad triangle. Though I think one of you might have said the triangle was the one getting picked on. Sure. Anxious, okay? Anybody get mad and upset about what was going on? Been in that situation before? Confusing, right? Like, what's going on here? Okay, friends, we could just spend tons of times rehashing this uh, experiment. Out of all the people that took this study, only one person answered based on the true intent of what the researchers were trying to do. You want to know what the answer, the true answer to this is? It's a bunch of shapes moving around on a piece of paper. <laughs> That's it. There was no, there, there was no like, intentionality amongst the researchers to create anything, but what they were doing is exactly what they thought that you all would do, and that is we write our own stories. We write our own stories. And there were different opinions of what was going on. Some people think the big triangle was a bully. Some people think the big triangle was the one that was getting picked on. And if we were to really sit down and write it out, there would be probably as many different stories as there are people in here. And what this highlights is such a huge, huge truth. And that is we tell ourselves a particular story about our lives based off of the limited data we actually get. And sometimes those stories aren't true. Perhaps maybe most of the time, those stories aren't true. The stories you, you write about other people and the stories you write about yourself. How many of you have ever heard the phrase, perception is reality? Hogwash. I, I don't like it. And yet we all, myself included, fall prey to it 
time and time again. How many of you have ever texted someone, phone, you know, called someone, wrote someone a letter, and they never responded? How did it make you feel? Not valued, not cared for, like they didn't like you or care for you. And then how did it affect your friendship, at least on your side, going forward? Probably in a negative way. And then you come to find out that there was some tragedy in their life or they were out of town or something else other than what you had already told yourself was the truth. That had you known that, it would have changed the way you even thought about them and responded to them and acted to them, right? Friends, a lot of the trouble that we get into in our lives with other people and with God is because we write our story based off of incomplete data, incomplete data. I wanna share with you a verse from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse five. This is Paul talking to the Corinthians and he says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We demolish them. We, we tear them down. We, we defeat the lies and the false and half-truths when we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We take captive every thought and we make it obedient to Christ. What Paul, I think, is really trying to get at is if you want to write the story that God is writing for you, that God believes about you, how he looks at you and values you, then you have to take every thought that you have and instead of just running with it, you need to submit it to God. And you need to ask God, God, is this true? Is this true of the other person? Is this true of you? Is this true of me? And we submit it to God. And if it doesn't fit in line with the story that God has to say about you from his word, we're to put it out. And just trust him to write a better story for our lives. Now, friends, you're going to say, well, okay, that's nice, Steve. How do we do that? How do we do that? I got two very easy things that we can do. They're easy to say. Let me just say that. Um, they're probably harder to do uh, in real life. But it's what the Word of God tells us. Paul, again, writing to the Philippians from Philippians chapter four, verse eight, he says, finally, brothers and sisters, as for all of you who have said yes to Jesus Christ, if you put your hope and trust in Jesus and you believe him for salvation, you are a brother or sister in Christ. He says this, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. A thought comes into your mind about an interaction you have with someone else. A, a thought comes into your mind uh, of a 
of a thought that you've had about your own life or a thought comes into your mind about who God is, you ask, is it noble? Is it true? Is it right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it admirable? If it is, press on. If not, check your heart. We're told in Romans 8 that we are, uh, that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if a word, if a thought comes to you that condemns you, that makes you feel like trash, no good, worthless, like nothing, that's not from God. It's not from God. Because there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, if it's conviction that says, oh, you should apologize for that. You should go and make that right. Okay, that's the Holy Spirit. And it leads you into thinking what is true, what is noble, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, what is admirable. So friends, you have to, as you're taking every thought captive and submitting it to Christ, put it to that rubric of Philippians 4.8. And if it's not, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Put it out of your mind. Submit it to God. But then we're also uh, in Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23, we're reminded of the fruit of the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And so as you are processing your life and processing your interactions with people and with God and with yourself, does it lead you to being like one of these characteristics? as you're taking your thought life and surrendering it to God, does it produce this type of character in you? If not, stop doing those things. And start to change the way you see the world and see yourself and see other people. And friends, the last thing I want to tell you is if you can't do that on your own, you got a family called your brother and sister in Christ. You, got, you should have someone else that you can go to and say, can you help me process what I'm going through? Am I seeing, not seeing something I should see, be seeing? And when someone comes to you and uses you in that regard, you take them right back to whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right. Now, friends, I had the privilege of counseling. I, I shared this with a unit, and then I, it turned into counseling with an individual. And the individual was talking to me about something personal they were going through and an action that they thought they wanted to do with this. And I said, okay, let's, let's walk through this. And this individual had a Christian faith. And I said, okay, you could do that. You could respond in that way, but how does that fit Philippians 4, verse 8. Is this noble? Is this worthy? Is this true? Is it any? And as I, we shared that, he's like, no, not at all. Does it develop love, peace, joy, patience, you know, through the Spirit in your life? No, not at all. Do you want to do it? Yes or no? You still have to choose. No, I shouldn't do that. You're right. 
Hey, brother, press on in Christ. That's how this works itself out in the family of God. That's how it should work itself out in the family of God. Friends, if we don't do these things, then we'll continue to write false stories. We'll continue to write narratives that doesn't have the whole truth and nothing but the truth, right? We'll start to, uh, or maybe we'll continue to believe lives about ourselves and other individuals. Friends, if we will submit every thought to Christ and to see if it's in line with what Paul taught in Romans or in Philippians 4.8, noble, true, admirable, lovely, And if we are motivated towards peace and joy and goodness and kind of the fruit of the Spirit, that will have a tremendous impact in the way you live your life and the story you write for yourself and the story that you write of other people in your life. So here's the challenge. Try it. I dare you. Right? I dare you. If you, if you are writing a story about someone and it's causing you anxiety, and it's causing you pain, try this. Submit it to God. Go talk to the person. Have a conversation with the person. Hey, I'm, I'm thinking this. Did you mean that? And what you'll find is often what you're thinking is not what they're thinking. And let's see how God changes our relationships. Amen? Amen. Friends, would you please stand as I... Lead us in prayer and the worship, continue, worship team continues to lead us in a couple more songs. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. That God, we do not have to believe in the stories that we are writing about ourselves that aren't true. We don't have to believe in the stories that people want to write about us. But we can believe in the story that you are writing for us. But God, it requires that we submit to you. It requires that we submit our thoughts to you. That we make them obedient to you. And we line them up with you. And if it doesn't fall into whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is admirable, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is pure, whatever is right, that, Father, we are to put it aside. And, God, as we are thinking about the things that we believe, God, if it motivates us to seeing the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, then we're to pursue that. But if it's not, it's pushing us towards the works of the flesh, the things that we know are not good for us and not right and not true, that God, we would find ourselves dealing with those, that wrong data or incomplete data, and that we would just submit it to you and trust you. And God, when we can't do this on our own, I pray we would run to a brother or sister in Christ and ask for better perspective ask for wisdom and advice, and that we would lead one another into becoming more and more like your son, Jesus. I pray this in your name.